1: Welcome to More Than Amuse podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie.
2: Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hi everyone, and welcome back to More Than a Muse. I'm Stani.
1: And I am Sadie. Thank you for joining us here today. We are, at least I am, very excited to talk about what we are talking about today (laughs) i am
2: too um right off the bat i guess we'll spill the beans we're talking about olivia rodrigo's new album her debut album sour Mm -hmm. and um we weren't planning on giving it a whole episode and then we listened to it and yeah it's getting a whole episode
1: (laughs) the original plan was to like what yeah like you said have this be like a muse news or we talk about a lot of different things and then it was like you know I think I could talk for thirty to thirty minutes to an hour about this album pretty easily. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I mean, it took the internet by storm. It's all that everyone's been talking about for a while. So I don't think it will be unwelcome.
1: Yeah, hopefully not.
2: <laughs> hopefully, all of you have been listening as well and are just as as excited as we are.
1: I'm gonna give a little bit of a disclaimer that I had to go to the doctor today. To get an endoscopy, which means that I was put to sleep, which was a horrifying thing for me because I am afraid of needles and IVs and everything, but I was brave. Yeah. But if I'm a little bit loopy today on this episode recording, mm-hmm. that's why. You know why. <laughs> I went, we went and got pancakes after and I was like, I'm totally fine. I'm not affected by this at all because it's not like intense like anesthesia, you know, so it's not like, the kind that like yeah. makes you too crazy. But like I had my fork and my knife in one hand because I was, you know, eating something and I had to literally switch it like four times back and forth because I was like, I my brain can't figure out what hand should have the fork <laughs> and which one should have the knife. And then I was like, hmm, OK, maybe maybe I am being a little bit loopy. So just no,
2: that's OK. <laughs> I think I remember that. I'm pretty sure I had that exact same thing done two years ago. Oh, really? it really was not that bad yeah is it the one where they go through like your nose and throat to check out your stomach and like is that what it is or am i thinking down my
1: mouth because they had me like bite on something so that i would keep my mouth open yeah but they i mean i was asleep and you know she said she's like oh you'll be asleep you won't even realize it i've never been put to sleep at the doctor yeah, no, that so, was my first time too. I was like, what? And then I like woke up and I was like, whoa, she was right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't have it goes any, by so fast. Any knowledge of what just happened to me? <laughs> oh, no, man.
2: it's super weird. Yeah, I had that exact same thing. And I remember, like, it makes you feel a little off for the rest of the day, but it wasn't as bad as probably a lot of other things.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, because you know, I've seen like all the videos of people who like get their wisdom teeth out and are like acting crazy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dear. But thankfully, yeah, and it's not that bad. I woke up and kept talking about pancakes. And one of the nurses in there like told me that the hospital like changed their soda from normal to diet to try and be healthy. And when I woke up, I was like, Jordan, did you know they took away all their soda and made it diet? (laughs) And apparently, like, five minutes later, I was like, did I tell you about the diet soda? And like, I yeah. did that,
2: too. I kept repeating myself about the same things. I was like, the nurse said this. And then I was like, did I tell you that the nurse said this? And then my dad was like, yeah, you already told me twice.
1: <laughs> so I thought that was a me. I was just, like, really concerned yeah. for all the doctors that could not get the soda they wanted. And I wanted my pancakes. And then we went and got pancakes. <laughs> I came home and took oh, about a two-hour really nap. Funny. So it's been a great day for me. <laughs>
2: well good i'm glad now we get to talk about this album yes let's which will do be it. exciting
1: i've been honestly so looking forever i have withheld myself from telling you my thoughts on the album or like same diving into <laughs> things because i was like okay no we're gonna talk about it on the episode yeah i already texted you
2: a few things uh-huh <laughs> but i was holding back a lot because yeah i was trying to save it all for the episode Mm -hmm. i have to say yeah like how many times do you think you've listened to the whole album all the way through so far
1: well for one thing it's so short so i know why does it feel so short is there as many songs as a regular one there's 10 songs so it is a shorter album okay But only like by
2: four songs usually, right?
1: Yeah, because usually they're like... Because like usually 14? Yeah, like something between like a 10 to 15. Like that's what a standard album is. Yeah. But it's shorter. And I don't know where I read this, so I don't know if it's true. But I read something that pretty much said that like it was originally just going to be an EP, which is just a shorter, like a mini album. But then they kind Mm. of like quickly upped it to an album with kind of all of her success. Um, that driver's that license was which makes sense to me but like you wouldn't be able to tell like listening to it like oh some of these songs like feel rushed you know like it's no, none like of a them feel rushed work but also like i'm like okay that probably makes sense as to why it's shorter because yeah. maybe it wasn't originally planned to be the whole album but i've listened to it so many times it's been out what it came too. out last friday we're recording this on a wednesday yeah i've listened to it i think probably once a day at least
2: I've listened to it at least twice a day.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
2: ridiculous. It's been on repeat. I have hardly turned on anything else. And to put that into context, one of my other favorite artists, 21 Pilots, came out with their new album. I haven't even and listened to, to it. And I've been trying to, yeah, I've listened to it, I think, three times. But every time I like go on a walk or something, I turn on Olivia Rodrigo instead because these songs
1: They're so are so good.
2: Good. There's not a single one that I'm kind of
1: like meh
2: about. And I've never had that on an album,
1: which is probably like the fact that it is so short. Like it probably lends itself to that where it's like you just want to keep listening to it because you just want more, you know? Yeah. Uh. Yeah.
2: There is a rumor that I really hope is true. (laughs) I ran across this TikTok and they were like, okay, I have a theory. You know how Sour Patch Kids has like Sour and then Sweet. First there's and Sour Olivia and Rod- then Sweet. Yeah. yeah, and then they're Sweet. And Olivia Rodrigo did like a collab with them because her album name is Sour and not Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Everyone's hoping and thinking that maybe she has an album of all love songs that she's going to release that's called
1: Sweet. Because this one's like all breakup songs kind of for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Or maybe like she's kind of already planning on her second album to be called Sweet. Because apparently
2: like when she's writing music, she shares a lot of snippets on like her Instagram stories. And people have said for months they've been hearing like these beautiful love songs that they know that she has. But then she releases an entire album of only breakup songs. So it's like, maybe, maybe we'll get another album pretty quickly and
1: that would be great that would that is a cool theory i would be so down for that um i know what are your favorite songs i don't think we really discussed this
2: (laughs) no we haven't Okay, so I know it was a single, but Good For You is still phenomenal. So yeah. <laughs> yeah I like, I've like. i kind of been skipping Deja Vu and Driver's License a little bit more because I've heard them so much now at this point that it's just like... Eh. Agreed. Especially Driver's License. I like not I to hear it a million more times. I played that <laughs> so many times when it first came yeah. out. And there's no denying it's an incredible song. It's just like I want to hear the rest of the songs more. Brutal is such a
1: beautiful work of art. Okay. When like Brutal, the first time I heard it, I it's the first song of the album. I was like, "Oh mm-hmm. boy. Like I'm going to like this. Like I'm going to like yeah. this album. I knew it."
2: Oh my gosh, it's so good. I feel like we need to talk about each song kind of individually. So I'm
1: trying to Do figure you want out how to how start with Brutal? Let's just go down. Let's
2: do it. Yeah, let's just go down the list.
1: Oh dear. Brutal. I <laughs> before i had finished listening to the album i listened to brutal and i shared it to my instagram story and i was like there's nothing i love more than songs about like teenage girl rage and angst like yes genuinely it's there is nothing better to me because it's just like like i'm 23 years old you know like it's been a while since i can like since I've obviously been 17, but it's so amazing how quickly that song almost like put me right back in that headspace. And I was just like, yep, I need this. Mm-hmm. Like, I need this song right yeah. now. You know? No, Yeah. Like
2: I, I read an article because um, I was like looking at reception, like how everyone else has been feeling about it. And I read an article about how millennials are obsessed with this album, but we kind of make fun of ourselves for it. And I don't know if I exactly count as a millennial or you. We're probably like the We're like the millennial,
1: like right on the line of
2: Yeah. So I don't feel weird being obsessed with her album because I feel like I'm young enough that it's not too weird. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of like older millennials are just as obsessed and they're like making fun of themselves for it and i read an article about how basically like they need we need to stop doing that but it's like um because the thing with brutal especially is that it's like a callback to a lot of songs that were like super important during like those early years of our lives like a lot of people have been comparing it to like paramore yeah or um There's even a lot of like kind of reputation era Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift in there, which was like early college for me and you. So, yeah, I think like there's something about Brutal that just has that like perfect nostalgia of like exactly what it feels like to be a teenager.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that well, is just like incredible. I we talked about it a little bit on the film trope episode that we did where when we talked about the mean girl and how a lot of the times. Like the mean girl is just like, what was it? It was like the personification kind of a female rage. Like it was pretty much that that girl, whoever was being the mean girl, was actually just really angry, you know? And like that's how Mm -hmm. they expressed it was through being that way. Because, like, you know, girls a lot don't really get an outlet, like they don't really get the outlet yeah we don't get the chance but, yeah. to be angry when we need to be angry and truthfully like sometimes there's a lot that we g- get to be angry about like you know like this girl like for example like olivia rodrigo here she's this whole album is the story about a guy that she was in love with who went and found something new and shiny after only two weeks of them breaking up and like that's something to be angry about and that's devastating yeah. and like mm-hmm. a a type of experience that like in different ways I feel like we can all feel we've all felt like you know anyways I just feel like it's so powerful and I think that's like I think part of us love that you know like seeing a teenage girl just like be angry and own it it's just like like I don't know it's intoxicating to watch just because it's like Mm -hmm. yes like this is what you deserve to be expressing I don't I'm not like uh what's the word oh my gosh I feel like I'm focusing so hard on my words right now. I am not, like, summing <laughs> that up very clearly, but I hope you know what I'm trying to say with that. No,
2: I totally get what you're saying. And, yeah, even just the lyrics, like, they just ring so true, where she's like, I'm not cool and I'm not smart and I can't even parallel park. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> like, I, everyone feels that way.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to read the second verse, if that's okay. Yeah, I I do I have it ready. Because, like, it was, like, that lyric – of that second verse i was like i don't think there's been a sum of lyrics that have ever described my teenage years more and it's i feel like no one wants me and i hate the way i'm perceived i only have two real friends and lately i'm a nervous wreck because i love people i don't like and i hate every song i write and i'm not cool and i'm not smart and i can't even parallel park (laughs) like truer words have not been spoken.
2: (laughs) I know it's so good, and then just where she pauses, and she's like, "It's brutal Brutal out out here." here. <laughs> it's like oh, yes man. that's exactly how it feels it's just like oh
1: man like I can't catch a break <laughs> like come on <laughs> <laughs> it's it's inspiring truly I felt I feel that song in my soul as a very well oh, no. well trying to be well adjusted now adult I'm just like yes that. this is what I need and <laughs> oh, now it's so
2: good and the beat like I will not get over that like the str- the so string good. session
1: she's like i want it uh-huh. a little messy and then it yeah and it's like Da-na-na. i was like nice <laughs> this is so good what a perfect way to start it all out i think oh it's perfect and then she just breaks our heart with traitor
2: oh my gosh okay so this is probably my top song for
1: a lot of reasons <laughs> okay um it's so good though like the hook (laughs) you didn't cheat but you're still a traitor like the first time Mm -hmm. i heard that my jaw dropped i was like whoa like that is such a good line
2: yep and i can't think of another song that like sums up this kind of situation so perfectly yeah where it's like okay like maybe you didn't cheat on me but like but was it okay what you did yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh uh-huh So I love it because it's like, okay, maybe you're not a cheater, but you're a traitor. And that's like a perfect
1: way way to like sum
2: up that kind of situation.
1: Like maybe you didn't cheat on me, but you still betrayed me. Like that you betrayed me and I know you'll never be sorry. Like, oh, just dagger to the heart. Yep. Another lyric that, okay, hold on. I have to look them up. But there is a certain one here in this song that I just love. Okay. Okay. Here it is. The lyric of, I kept quiet so I could keep you. I could keep you. Oh, my gosh. That one hurt. Yeah,
2: I know. This song. I played it, like, five times before I moved on to the next song because I was just like, oh, are you kidding? Like, it just, oh, it's so good. Like, how she sums up, you're talking to her when we were together. You said you were friends, but it didn't look like it. Like, Mm -hmm. I always knew... But I didn't say anything.
1: Yeah, you're right, though. Like, I don't feel like I can't think of another song who really sums that up this well.
2: Yeah. Remember when I brought her up and you told me I was paranoid? Oh, yeah. Oh, It's just so good. It's so good. And the last line, like, I wish you had thought this through before I went and fell in love with you. Mm
1: -hmm. Heartbreaking.
2: It's such a good song. Like, the lyrics are incredible. The tune, like, it's a brutal <laughs> song <laughs> 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 this is to the first one but it is it really is it's so sad mm-hmm. but in a lot of ways like i feel like it still has that anger in it a little bit which is kind of nice
1: this is something that goes through with every single song is it's just like when she sings it like i am like the way she sings it she just tells her story so well that I it like know. you really feel like you're like oh she got hurt Bad, you know. Yeah, and you can and you hear can understand
2: that. why. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she paints such a good picture throughout the whole album of exactly what happened and why she feels this way. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And it's exactly how the end of a relationship feels. Feels,
1: and it's like, yeah. And I love too that it's like it speaks so. It's like just the key of good songwriting, where it speaks so specifically yet at the same time like i think because she is so sp- specific oh my gosh it's like mm-hmm. like i feel like it's becoming more universal that everyone can listen to this album like anyone's who's been heartbroken which i feel like is a pretty universal feeling unfortunately yeah um you know like we know what these songs are saying like we know mm-hmm. what this feels like
2: Which is sad. (laughs) Which is sad. (laughs) But it's true. We all relate to some part of every single one of these. There's
1: just too many bad men in the world, apparently. Yeah. It's fine.
2: But no, really, like, even if you're, like, happily married and (laughs) you're older and it's, like, no big deal, like, you still remember what it's like to be a teenager and have a boy that you really like talking to a girl and, like,
1: pretending that it's nothing. And you just get that feeling that you're, like,
2: okay, but, like
1: it yeah no is. exactly that has literally been my yeah. entire experience listening to this album mm-hmm.
2: exactly so it's like everyone can recall a moment when they felt like that mm-hmm. and i think that's what makes it so powerful the next one yeah. it's what is it one step
1: forward, three steps back it's is that-
2: well driver's license oh, which well, we've yeah. never really talked about
1: so maybe we should briefly okay all right you're right you're right this song broke a bunch of records so there's no denying like how phenomenal
2: this song is <laughs> like the one note that builds up like practically screaming
1: at the end like it's it got this song broke the spotify record for most one day streams for a non-holiday song which like you know makes sense that <laughs> holiday songs on christmas are probably all streamed the same um but it had 15 million global streams on its fourth day the next day it extended its record with over 17 million streams and it also broke the record for the fastest song to reach 100 million streams on spotify holy crap have you seen the snl skit about this song uh uh-uh, I heard about
2: it, but yes. I didn't see it.
1: It's pretty funny. Where it's like, all, I'm, I'm so, ch- I'm trying to remember, but it's like a bunch of guys like at a bar, basically, or like playing pool, and like they keep turning this song on, and then at the end, it's like they're all just like crying and singing the bridge because it's just so good. <laughs> <laughs> the bridge. Oh my gosh. I feel like this song is when I was like, okay, so this is like Olivia is. The music baby of like Lord and Taylor Swift, and I've seen like people get annoyed of like stop comparing her to Taylor Swift. She's her own artist. Yeah, of course she is. But like it's I think this is like we're starting to get the first generation of artists who like listen to the music that I idolize too, and so it's so cool to see how all of these artists that I've idolized and I grew up to know how they are inspiring the music you know, in people that used to idolize them, you know? And it's like yes. so cool to see those influences and I'm obsessed with it.
2: So I actually ran across an article that kind of made me mad and it was talking about this a little bit. So oh. I'm actually gonna read part of it. Yeah. So they're too. talking about how like um there's moments where you hear Avril Levine, like especially in like brutal mm-hmm. and Good For You. Um, there's like odes to Billie Eilish with like bending of tempo and stuff like that Hmm. and the way she handles like the sounds of it and they talked about throughout the article that you couldn't call um, sour a cultural reset even though it seems like it because it's just a mix of everything else that's been a cultural reset over the years and I had a problem with that because I think that even though she's pulling from all these different inspiration pieces, she's taking the parts of every artist that's been like a cultural reset that everyone has loved for so long and pulling them into her own sound with her own lyrics. And I don't think anyone else has done that yet.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I feel like this is the first time I've heard like all the music that like you know, like I said, that, like, I grew up to, like, I think that millennials loved and that she probably, you know, grew up hearing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the first time I've heard this all in one place. So it's, like... Agreed. Y- yeah, sure. Like, maybe we can, like, definitely see the influences here. But first off, it's her debut. So, like, this is just the beginning for her. And second, like, it's so amazing that, like, we are hearing this all at the same time together. Like, that yeah. in and of itself is, like... I don't know historical in a way like just because it's like oh like this is the sound of like the millennials who made music and how they are inspiring the next generations of artists yeah that is significant
2: it is it's a really big deal and so it was kind of like oh that kind of annoys me yeah (laughs) and yeah it's been bothering me too that everyone's like um oh Like, she's just like Taylor Swift. She's copying Taylor Swift. She's doing everything that Taylor Swift's doing and getting annoyed by that. And it's like, no, no, she's being inspired by Taylor Swift. Like, you can't pretend that if you love Taylor Swift, that if you were to go write an album, it wouldn't sound
1: anything like her music. Like, people tell me all the time, oh, that's a Taylor Swift song, Sadie. Or being like, oh, I can tell that you like Taylor Swift based off of what you sing or even like a couple like i've been working with this producer and i was top lining a song and he was like it's so funny because i can tell with like almost just like the way you write melodies like i can tell you are like i can tell that you're a huge taylor swift fan which like makes yeah. sense like th- the people that we look up to and i'm never like who i'm gonna do this because taylor swift does it like that's never a mm-hmm. conscious thought it's just like this is what i like in music so of course when i'm writing music I'm going to put it's in a little bit of like what that. I naturally like and I'm gravitating yes. towards. And yeah,
2: however, I feel like she still has a very different sound than Taylor Swift. You know
1: what I was thinking? It almost feels more confessional than Taylor Swift did. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is it does crazy because Taylor like, Swift would do like slight nods to things. But this one, you can literally tell every single emotion she felt.
1: I know. And also what I was thinking of is like, because when Taylor Swift first came out, her debut through well debut in fearless not so much speak now but this is olivia's songs that she wrote when she was 17 she's 18 years old right now a lot of fearless which is like the equivalent i think as far as age goes was it's not strictly biographical Like it's inspired by things, but it's still a lot of the album is her just storytelling. It's her working with other country artists. It's her maybe not being so vulnerable, but like there's a couple of vulnerable songs on that album. Like, for example, like I think 15 I think forever and always. I don't know. I can't think of it. But like those are the most like powerful ones. But I think those are the most biographical. You know, like sure, like there is love story, which was like biographical that she wrote it because her parents didn't like it. But it was almost like so much of fearless was her idealizing about heartbreak and idealizing about love. Which like obviously those songs raised me, so I'm not criticizing those. But it's like I feel like Olivia's album is like a whole album of the songs 15 and forever and always because on forever and always by taylor swift you can tell she's angry and you can feel that anger that you can't maybe really hear on the other songs because they're not necessarily coming from completely heartfelt true feelings whereas olivia's she's she's like giving us all the 17 drama that Fearless gave mm-hmm. us, but it's completely true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not no, idolized.
2: Taylor Swift kind of has a more poetic way of looking at heartbreak.
1: Mm-hmm. And don't
2: get me wrong, like, I love the lines that she comes up with and it's oh, incredible. Yeah. But Olivia's is a lot more raw, like very, very raw heartbreak.
1: I mean, and, even in the way
2: that she's explicit yeah. in this album. hmm yeah, as so young, like it yeah. took Taylor so forever to do an explicit song. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just it's a very raw way of looking at the Heart situation, break. and I think that that's very relatable in a way that like we haven't gotten from anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, Billie Eilish as well. She was the same age, but yeah. her songs weren't about love
1: yeah. or heartbreak. Really. But I think going back though, I feel like. To, like, teenage girl anger. Like, while Billie Eilish did not write songs in the same way that Olivia did, she is writing very personal songs about her kind of dark places and dark demons. Yes. Just that is Which is wh- why th- I think she's
2: a big deal. Yeah.
1: And in the way that mm-hmm. kind of Olivia is, too, it's, like, all very self-deprecating songwriting. I think kind of on both of them. Both of their parts. And, like I said, going back to, like, teenage anger and like teenage girl rage i think we kind of love it as a society because we know that it's almost like what's the word not like taboo but you know what i mean like i i don't know there's just something about hearing someone just be that vulnerable that it's just so nice i just love it i think part of the reason
2: behind it of why it's like so appealing is that A lot of us don't have an outlet for that rage still. Yeah, And so blasting your music and being like, this is exactly how I feel is like the only way that you can outlet that. And I think that's why a lot of these young female pop stars are like doing so well is because they're being able to tap into those emotions that all of us feel and we have no release for.
1: And they're explaining them so rawly. Raleigh yes. I hate that word but you know no, what sorry. I mean like so vulnerably yeah
2: like I think of like kind of what maybe like heavy metal is for a lot of teenage boys
1: yes how it's a way
2: for them to express their anger in a healthy way I think this is kind of like the heavy metal for teenage girls in a oh. lot of situations
1: yeah Absolutely. I like that yeah. comparison. Do you have anything else we need to say about driver's license? That turned into like 50 other tangents, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's just a really, really good one. So yeah, it's a yeah, really good one. I, it's
2: been a little bit overplayed at this point, but there's no denying it's a total phenomenon. Next
1: one is One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. I think this Another one's my favorite. One. It's so good. Top three for me, at least for sure. I love the. I'd leave you, but the roller coasters all I've ever had. Oh, yeah. Or I'm the love of your life until I make you mad. Like that. Oh my goodness. Or which lover will I get today? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I listened to this song and I was like, okay, this is like the song that I've been like trying to write about like a certain relationship in my life for the last mm. six, seven years. And I'm like, yeah. she did it so perfectly.
2: I actually thought of you when I was listening to it. Cause
1: <laughs> I was like, I bet Sadie might relate to this. <laughs> yep. Yep. Really cool. Like, and just like the thing of like, all I did was speak normally somehow i still struck a nerve i'm just like yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's what it feels like sometimes and i love too that she didn't do the
2: normal saying of like one step forward two steps back she Mm -hmm. was like it's a one step forward three steps back Mm -hmm. like it's so much worse she's like we're making tiny progress and then just like falling behind constantly yeah yeah it
1: made it way more powerful also Speaking of the one three, this uses the um, piano part from New Year's Day by Taylor Swift, which I think so cool because New Year's Day is like a very soft love song, probably like one of Taylor Swift's softest, most vulnerable love songs. So it's kind of funny how it got turned into this really soft, heartbreaking song, you know thank it, you i knew i recognized the piano
2: but i could not place the song yeah, i was uh-huh. like i know this is a taylor swift song but i don't have time to go listen to her entire like just six go, albums yeah. to figure out what song it is so i was like i know it's a taylor swift song it i is. know it's the taylor Swift yeah song.
1: <laughs> and like taylor swift is credited with it like taylor swift and jack antonoff ha- technically have writing credits on this song because of the piano part um oh and really I, yeah which i mean make, so it's like actually the sample of new year's day and also that so that's kind of what i think maybe i don't know if it's a nod to taylor but it's like the one three 13 one step forward three steps back
2: oh yeah yeah
1: probably and yeah i do want to say one more thing about the taylor swift like obvious um inspiration here well i say one more thing i'll probably bring it up a couple times (laughs) obviously livia is her own (laughs) artist But something that I do feel like she definitely got from Taylor that I think we're going to see so much of is the ability to kind of laugh at yourself and be self-deprecating. Maybe I should wait until I can't remember what song it's from, but there's one thing where she's like silly, over emotional, sensitive me maybe it is this song Mm -hmm. i don't know but you know what i mean like she there's so many lines in this entire album where she's being very self-deprecating and very self-aware in her lyrics and almost kind of like making fun of herself that like she got so swept up in this you know and i think that like when you go back and listen to taylor swift i don't think she always does it very obviously but you find that she does make fun of herself a lot in her writing Um, or almost just like make fun of situations like even like we are never ever getting back together with like that indie record that's much cooler than mine Mm. or shake it off which is all about like you know like the music video is her dancing horribly because she knows she dances horribly or blank space Mm, blank space yeah there's tons of lines of like where she or even like in lover where it's like i swear to be over dramatic and true you know like there's so many little moments that taylor swift will be like I'm very self-deprecating and I'm very self-aware, but I'm also like not going to really take the blame for situations. You know what I mean? It's like this like balance of like not taking the blame, but also like knowing your role that you played in it. And the very first night I listened to this album, I was like, oh my gosh, like speaking to my husband, Jordan, I was like, I feel like I can notice this in Olivia because I feel like that's the way that Taylor Swift's writing has influenced me where like it makes like it, it like realize. I think Taylor Swift taught me that it's kind of fun to be a little bit self-deprecating to be a to be self-aware in your writing and when you pair that with that honesty I think that's like what really makes you feel like you're getting something from someone when they yeah. share their music if like they're doing those things so anyways that's like a very direct way that I feel like I can see the Taylor Swift and Olivia line because I think that line exists for me too so no definitely random tangent
2: Um. Next is Deja Vu, and I love
1: that one. It's so
2: good. Also, love that she brings up Billy Joel in this song. That was one of like my high school favorites, and I still turn it on sometimes when I just like really need to be happy. So love that, and I think it shows like also how many influences are in her music. Like Mm -hmm. she's listening to '80s rock. Like
1: there's a lot going on here and I'm very happy about that. I know. (laughs) I love the like breakdown thing that comes over after like the, do you get deja vu? Like the, (laughs) there's my sound. (laughs) Because it seems so unexpected and like surprising and unique that I feel like I can hear her just like imagine her in the studio being like, oh yeah, that's a cool sound. Let's just do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I like that it's so unexpected. I feel like it really shows her creativity and it makes me very excited for what's to come.
2: None of her songs feel really expected. Yeah, I like that. And Uh I don't know what it is, but it's true. Like nothing like you listen to it and you're kind of like, okay, and then you're like, whoa, like Uh it just like always some part of it takes you by surprise i agree and i love that so i love her little like nods to everything like where <laughs> she's like do you call her almost say my name because let's be honest we kind of do sound the same oh yeah. Olivia, sabrina i just think it's really really funny like she calls him out hard in a lot oh, of oh she these. does
1: and also oh i saw this that. tiktok where um it was like okay so The TikTok was talking about that something that they liked about Olivia is like, obviously Olivia in her album is like telling this story about the other woman, right? Like it's a classic trope where there's another woman who gets your guy, but they talked, she talked about the fact that like a cool thing here is I think like a way to show almost like how we're kind of progressing as like a society and like how aware, self-aware she is, is there is no other girl slander. Like, yeah. In no
2: happier ha- especially does that i think her song mm-hmm. happier that we'll get like to. she looks
1: beautiful she looks kind like yeah she is there is nothing mean about sabrina in fact it's she's very kind to her and very just mm-hmm. like i get it she's prettier like she acknowledges that she's like insecure But in the comments of that TikTok, a lot of people were like, oh, but what about Deja Vu? Like Deja Vu obviously does that. And she was like, no, 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 no. Like Deja Vu is still accusing Josh of playing the game. He's she's not like trying to take away anything from Sabrina. She's saying you do this to everyone. And Sabrina's caught in it, too. You know what I mean? Like she's even in this song where there's definitely more of a direct comparison between her and the other girl. There's not any like woman takedown. Like, she's pointing no. the finger completely at She's literally at just guy. saying,
2: like, you're doing everything that you did with me with her, and even things that I did with you for the first time, you're doing them with her. Yeah. And it's just like, doesn't that bother you? Like, mm-hmm. she's kind of calling him out, like, do you not care at all about any of the stuff that we did together? Because you just turned around exactly. and did them with the new person. So, no, she never slander Sabrina. I don't think never. Sabrina Carpenter has any reason to be offended by this album at all.
1: I know. So, did you hear the song that Sabrina Carpenter put out? Yeah, it was okay. It was like kind of catchy, but yeah. But I think maybe at first, I don't know if maybe she like didn't realize that it like it wasn't being mean because I feel like a lot of other people were being mean to Sabrina about it. You know, like the people on social media. But now I think when she listens to this album, it's like being the other woman like you would be like, oh, crap, this girl seems lovely. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, his yeah. ex is awesome. I want to break up with him and go be her friend.
2: <laughs> Seriously, because, yeah, she's never mean about it and she could have been so easily. There's so many songs that are. But, oh, like, you yeah. know, it's all of the accusation,
1: everything, even on um, Traitor. It's all on the guy yeah i think it shows maturity no other woman slander um okay good just for you mad at the guy
2: <laughs> oh yeah let's just I only love be mad at you. men
1: and i love good for you so
2: much oh my gosh it's probably one of my favorites it reminds me of like so many like good rock songs you know yeah. what i mean i'm just like
1: oh this is so good <laughs>
2: Oh my heck! It's so good. You can't help but like sing along to it, and like I can't help but like dance a little every time I listen to it. Where it's just like,
1: "Good for you," <laughs> you know, like you look happy and healthy. I know. The, the, there's two lyrics in here that I love. The first one mm-hmm. is, "I guess that therapist I found for you, she really helped. <laughs> really helped. Oh, like what is no, more savage be a man than that?" <laughs> I know. It's so good. Oh and then the other one I love so much is like, well, screw that and yeah, screw, and screw you. you. You will never, never have hurt, hurt the way you way know, you know that, that I do. do. <laughs> like, just, it's so, it's like, well, screw that and screw you. And it's like, yes. Because <laughs> like, sometimes that's just what you want to say. You don't want exactly. to be poetic about it. You just want to be like, mm-hmm. I hate you. You suck. Screw you. And screw that. Yeah.
2: And I love, like, maybe I'm too emotional, but your apathy is like a wound in salt. Yeah. Like, ah, it's so good. She's like, well, maybe I cared too
1: much, but, like, the fact that you don't care at all, like, Yeah, which that's so the bad. what I was talking about just now, but just before, like, the little bit of self-deprecation oh, yeah. with being like, but mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing this still.
2: And my favorite part is at the very end where she change, changes it from... I wish I could do that to like a sociopath. Oh, like, my are you
1: gosh. Me? It's so powerful. It's so good. Because it's almost like I wouldn't do that because I'm not a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> where she's like, do you not care? Like, do you really not care at all? Like, that's yeah. kind of
2: the theme of this whole song was like, we broke up. Like, does it not affect you? Like, like is the there nothing
1: here? <laughs> <laughs> gosh, oh, it's man. so
2: good. And um, I laughed really hard watching the music video because you'll notice she's wearing the cheer uniform from Princess Diaries. Um oh. that Mandy Moore's in. And guess who her boyfriend is in that show? <gasps> <His> <gasps> Isn't name it is Josh? Josh?
1: Oh, oh my gosh. <gasps> Oh, she learned from the best. The uh, early 2000s chick flicks. She's like throwing it in. I also heard
2: that there's a bunch of other like callbacks. Let me see if I can find the list. That is
1: amazing.
2: Yeah, I was like an early 2000s chick flick. Like, come on, girl. That's the best. (laughs) Okay. Apparently she. Her film called uh, Audition, where she's sitting in the chair in front of the people while they're like recording her so they said like she kind of called back to like a horror movie in there um she also wears the outfit from lana del rey's album good um i mean born to die and then yeah she has the cheer outfit from princess diaries that lana that's her name lana Mm. wears which i also love because talking about like our film tropes and how lana's like the mean girl yeah. And then how it's just like teenage rage, and then you have like Olivia singing "Good for You" in that outfit, like that just kind of really,
1: yeah, I love it very much. Also, they said, "Oh, is it because it's like?" Oh, go ahead. What about the mean girl in those, in those TV shows that lose the guy? Like, yeah, maybe they're kind of pissed about it too that they move on to the girl that we're rooting for as the audience. But if they're real people, yeah. that would probably break their hearts too. Even but if yeah, they are kind of mean, suck.
2: exactly. So I kind of love that that she kind of references like the so-called villain in like a Uh chick flick in a way. Um, Also, they said it's very similar to Picture to Burn, where she has like the flames Mm. in the background. Um, There's also a horror movie called Jennifer's Body that's about female revenge. And there's a part where she's in a pool and comes up and like also apparently wears like long gloves and stuff. And Olivia does that in there as well. Um, When her eyes flash a different color, it's, like, Michael Jackson's thriller. So, yeah, just lots of odes to, like, cultural. um, That's cool. Yeah, like, she did a really good job. But my favorite part is that she's, like, dressed up like Lana when her boyfriend's name was Josh.
1: I just... <laughs> i'm like also like what a niche you know mm-hmm. i know but like you would only know if you've seen princess diaries <laughs> mm-hmm. like... and even though like it's been so long since i've seen it i didn't pick up on that uh-huh. but i knew it looked say, I'm familiar like, oh, yeah yeah
2: i was like that cheer outfit looks familiar and then like yeah once you place it it's like oh that's funny <laughs>
1: and the hawkeye and mm-hmm. very is josh we're going to take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists. Okay, so today for our artist spotlights, um, the person that I'm going to shout out her Instagram at is katherine.d.art. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Um, it's Katherine Diedrichson, I believe. Um, I love mm-hmm. her bio. It says painter of magical moments. And, yeah, I mean, looking through her paintings, they're so beautiful. Just, like, her style, I don't This one that I'm looking at right now, it's, she says, like, one of the wildest commissions yet got to paint a beloved friend in her enchanted backyard farm. And it has, like, paintings of ducks and rabbits and, like, this woman, like, sitting in this beautiful yard with all these animals around her and with dogs on her. It's so cute. I love that one. Um, but yeah, it's like, it looks like she does commissions, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. and just really beautiful artwork.
2: They look like scenes out of a fairy tale book.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Like, so pretty. It's kind of like slight impressionistic. Uh-huh. Um, but like, they're so beautiful. Oh, the one of the kids in the lavender field.
1: So pretty. Oh, it looks like on her website she has a couple mm-hmm. prints available
2: um Ooh.
1: which are that are pretty but then she also does commissions
2: man oh my I gosh I want to like buy some chart
1: <laughs> me too I'm just like oh I that struggle with that funny. every time I know every single time we talk about anyone we're like mm, wish we had more money would, would buy this one would day buy all. just one day I'll go and I'll look through all of our artist highlights and be like okay time to <laughs> no. Spend all my money. I'll win the lottery. Seriously. And do it. Like
2: a being a stable adult to me means that I have enough money to buy art every once in a while.
1: <laughs> yeah. For real.
2: Looking forward to that day.
1: Yeah. So anyways, go check her out. Again, it's Art. Really beautiful work that she does. So, so pretty.
2: Cool. Okay. I also have another painter. Um, her art's a little bit more folk art, which I really enjoy. Um, Her name is Vanessa Bowman, and her handle is Vanessa Bowman Artist. Um, How would you spell
1: Bowman? B-
2: B-O-W-M-A-N.
1: Okay, thank you. Aha, found
2: it. So she does, like, a lot of, like, really wild floral-ranging um, picture paintings, and then pictures of, like, people in gardens, which are literally the cutest things ever like these little country cottages oh my with like gosh. flowers and birds and like ivy growing up the side of the walls and it's stunning
1: I am obsessed with this
2: so pretty, so intricate they're beautiful it's they the a little so country beautiful. castle and then it has like the little people in their coats like wandering along just
1: <laughs> I, I love, love it. it, I'm looking at that one right now with like the little tulips around
2: I know. Or like the one of the little lady like hanging up her laundry while the little chickens are around her.
1: Oh, yeah. Just
2: beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And so colorful. And I'm clicking on her shop now. So let's look. It looks like she's got prints, greeting cards, notebooks, postcards, uh, original paintings, and... I also
1: love it too. And like you can buy them as like postcards or like notebooks, you mm-hmm. know? Cause, like I can't always afford to like support by like getting a huge you know thing for my room but like sometimes like oh i could do it by a notebook
2: yes and these would be the cutest greeting cards too for like a thank you note or something like they come in packs of four and they're 10 pounds i don't know how much that is i'm assuming it's i think it's just over ten dollars i think so for four of them so if you need like a really nice birthday card or something like that or like a beautiful notebook I love folk art. Like it's so underrated. Yeah. So yeah, go check her out. Once again, that is Vanessa Bowman Artist um, for just like some beautiful laurels and garden photos of the English countryside. Be sure to follow these artists as well as any of the other ones that we've covered. We have an artist spotlight um, highlight on our Instagram page. We are missing quite a few from the middle episodes while I was in school. Um but you can always go back and listen to our episodes mm-hmm. or check who we're following. Oh yeah. And feel free to send us more artists. Um and people that you're really enjoying and love following along with and that's everything. Dancers, musicians, chefs, art includes everyone, so
1: totally. Um
2: yeah, send us your favorite artists so we can highlight them on here too.
1: All right, now back to the show. Well, moving on to Enough For You. Enough For You. This one's quite sad. Oh, it's very sad. This is another top one for me.
2: I love like how we were talking about earlier her kind of being self-deprecating in it. Um, uh-huh. the, the line, stupid, emotional, obsessive, little me.
1: I knew from the yeah. start this is exactly how you'd leave. Oh, that that one is exactly how you'd leave. Like, oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Or And I just love in like the first verse where it's like, I knew how you took coffee and I know your favorite songs. I read all your self help books so you think I was so you smart. Think like that
2: I was smart, yeah.
1: Like the amount of times I've just like slightly adjusted my personality to cater to who to different random interests, romantic interests, so they would think I was cooler or smarter is embarrassing and I'm glad I'm not doing that anymore in my life. But it, it's it's real, you know? Yeah. The second
2: chorus i think no second verse and maybe i'm just not as interesting oh. as the girls you had before mm-hmm. but you couldn't have cared less about someone who loved you more oh I'd say my you broke my gosh. heart but you broke much more than that now i don't want your sympathy i just want i myself just want myself back, back. oh my gosh
1: <laughs> i just can't what is such a good song and it's or so sad the oh man like, don't you think I loved you too much to be used and discarded? Used and discar- don't you think I loved you too much to think I deserve nothing? But don't p- tell me you're sorry, boy. Feel sorry for yourself because someday I'll be someday everything, I'll to, be somebody everything to somebody else. This bridge, this is, that's another. I'm like, this bridge is like my <laughs> life. So, ha ha. Yeah, it's so good. I also saw some tweets
2: from like the Asian American community that said oh. they, they really relate to a lot of this album. Because um, she references a lot like the blonde girl, the prom queens, like yeah, all those other girls. And yeah, that they relate to that a lot. Like always feeling like they want to be the stereotypical, like beautiful American
1: girl. Yeah. And, I I think, do you know the new nine? We follow them on Instagram. I think we shouted them out once. They shared an article that someone wrote. It's a blog, by the way, everyone. Um, I think I read it. Okay, yeah, first. I think that's maybe what it is. But yeah, it's sour as an Asian American. And yeah, it talks yes. about that. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. We'll share it on our stories. I thought that's what, but yeah, I, I loved reading that article. I thought that was such an interesting perspective.
2: Yeah, they just said it like hit really different as a minority and like being, com- obviously feeling like you're compared to a lot of other girls your
1: whole life. Mm-hmm. I was like, Aw. Um. Okay, I'm happier? Oh this one's so sad (laughs) (laughs) she like double whammy with enough for you followed immediately by happier
2: i know oh my gosh this one's so relatable too where it's like i hope you're happy but like not how you were with me
1: like i hope you're happy (laughs) don't be happier like like, yeah what a nice way of just like wishing someone well but at the same time Mm -hmm. being like but like but what about me yeah
2: and i love this part too we talked about a little bit earlier where she's like and now i'm picking her apart like cutting her down makes make you miss my wretched heart but she's beautiful she looks kind she probably gives you butterflies oh yeah so it's like oh i want to hate her but to be honest like she looks really nice like you're probably really in love with her (laughs)
1: like she's really lovely actually which is like the worst (laughs) there's not like like I'm not this isn't like a skip I probably would put this ranked lower in the album ranking if I were to rank it but it's not because I don't love it and it's not a good song it's just that they're all so good that you just kind of have to like measure great against you know I love this one but I do love this one it's very good
2: yeah Ooh. okay jealousy jealousy
1: oh jealousy jealousy another angry one which we're here for (laughs)
2: And I love this. I also can't think of another song that touches on this topic. Yeah. I don't think so. There might be one. Perfectly sums up Instagram culture. And I don't think we've had a song exactly about Instagram culture where she's like, I just want to throw my phone across the room. Like everyone looks so
1: good. And I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) Which is relatable. So um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love like again, like just like those moments of self-awareness of just like I know that beauty is not my lack. I know their win is not my loss. You know, like her trying to like reconcile of like, okay, I know this. I know this. But just sometimes. (laughs) I love this one. Yep.
2: Plus like, yeah, just it's angry. It's got a lot of those like early rock influences, like comparison. Oh, it's so clever.
1: I know. Or
2: like started following me. Hee hee.
1: <laughs> I know. I just love the little like. Oh, it's so good. Uh-huh. Um oh and this is another one where like the self-awareness of like just cool vintage clothes and vacation photos, I can't stand it. And then just like the ugh, I sound crazy. Like of just like stopping <laughs> being like I sound crazy. I know that my, you know, their win is not my loss, but uh, I just yeah. ugh, I can't help but get caught up in it. Like I love just like those moments that she has of just like bringing us back to being like oh this is Olivia talking you know but it's like but that Mm. makes those songs even more relatable
2: yeah I think exactly and it's one of the only songs on the album that's not directly related to her relationship which I thought was kind of really nice like a nice little breath of fresh air still that like teenage rage like sour feeling Uh throughout the whole thing but um like a little change of pace and I I enjoyed it
1: I loved it too. Um so the next one is Favorite Crime, which is my favorite. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. So this is the
2: one I texted you about because I was like listening to it for I think like the third time and it like hit me that I was like oh yeah. Did she call it Favorite Crime because she was underage when they were dating?
1: <laughs> that is the question. I don't know. <laughs> or is the that's what I thought when I first listened to it, I was like <laughs> Is this like a nod at him, like, pursuing a 17-year-old? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe? Because it's like,
2: I don't know. There's like, every time a siren sounds, I wonder if you're around. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> or is it like strictly metaphor? Yeah. So I there's a know. lot of this one that I don't quite understand. I think this one is the least direct out of any
1: of them. Yeah. And, but, but I kind of like it. I like the metaphor though of it though like the one heart broke four hands bloody like we Mm -hmm. all got messy in this but like just my heart's broke I I watched you as you fled the scene doe-eyed as you buried me one heart broke four eyes hands bloody like I really love that the line that really hurts me is like all the things I did just so I could call you mine like and the way she sings it it just it sounds so, she sings it so regretfully, regretfully, that is mm-hmm. so relatable of just like, yeah, you know, like I said, like, especially like as a teenager, like all the stupid, 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 stupid things that I did, you know, just to try and get a guy's attention, just to try and like get that guy, certain guys to stay a little bit longer, even though they were long gone, you know, like yeah. just the amount of like soul wrecking. <laughs> Like it's just so relatable and or it's bittersweet to think about the damage that we do because I was going down, but I was doing it with you. Yeah, everything we broke and all the trouble that we made. But I say that I hate you with a smile smile on on my my face. face. Oh, wow. That's another
2: one. It's like a very destructive relationship that you stay in anyway.
1: I, I love this one so many just really good lyrics in it but yeah. yeah i can't help but wonder i'm like did the metaphor come from the fact like how many man, i know how old is joshua bassett how many how much older is he than her i not a lot because like think. it it obviously was like kosher like he wasn't like a predator right no no he's 20 i think he was and like she's 18 yeah i was gonna say so he, he was, was probably like t- probably nineteen and she was Or 17. maybe like barely eighteen and she was sixteen. Yeah. So it'd be like the equivalent of like a senior dating a sophomore in high school.
2: Yeah. So it's not weird. It's just he definitely was overage and she was underage, even though it was just yeah. barely. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, is that uh, what it's nodding to? I don't know. If it is, like it kinda makes it even funnier.
1: Dang Olivia, say it how it is.
2: Okay, the last song, oh, Hope You're Okay. You're this okay. one's nice. I really love this one. I think it is a beautiful love song to people who aren't in your life anymore. She talks about a boy she knew when he was little and the line his parents cared more about the Bible than being good to their own child.
1: Oh yeah. Man. Or like and this like I love the just like the acknowledgement of like yeah like there's a lot of people in my life that like I'm not close to anymore but like I feel like they did make lasting impressions on me and it's like you know at the very least like even if we're not in touch as much like I just I hope they're okay you know like I hope yeah, that they exactly. were able to do what they needed to do
2: and no this reminded me a lot of like you know the tiktok trend or they're like I'm a mosaic of every yeah. person I've ever met
1: uh-huh. and how
2: they like talk about weird things that you do because of people you know in your life and that's yeah. exactly what this song reminded me of where it's like oh yeah like this kid I knew in elementary school or like my middle school friend that I mm-hmm. knew really bad and it's like I love the line does she know how proud I am she was created with the courage to unlearn all of their hatred
1: oh and it's like because
2: it's true there's sometimes like people don't stay in your life but like they leave such a lasting impression on you where it's just like oh do they know how lucky I am that they were alive
1: for that like small
2: moment that I needed them in my life absolutely and I feel like this this song sums that up so perfectly.
1: And like also too, I think it just, it's like the nice sentiment that it's like, you don't know the impression that you're making on other people, you know, because it's Mm -hmm. like theoretically like that little boy and that middle school friend, which I imagine are true people, I mean real people, because she's, you know, very biographical. Like, you know, maybe they're listening to this album and they're like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know someone noticed, you know, I didn't know someone cared. And I feel like that's just like a testament that it's like, there are people who are noticing and caring and even if like we're not always the best at expressing that whether like we were too young at the time to really like communicate you know feelings to order to like check in with people or you know even just as older sometimes it's a little bit harder to like you know we're not always perfect at letting people know we care about them and like letting people know the impression we made but like What a nice sentiment that it's like that there are people who would care, you know, and it's more likely that there are people out there who you're affecting for good that you don't even really know that, you know, or know how.
2: Yeah. No. And one of the things I love most is that throughout the whole album, I feel like she kind of hit on a lot of different situations and then gets to the very end and with like jealousy jealousy and hope you're okay it was like tying in the last few that she could to make sure that no matter what every single person feels seen within the album in some way and I just think that's a really powerful thing you can do is to be able to like tie it all together where it's like at least one of these songs will match a situation that you feel perfectly
1: yeah and like the very last lyric of the album is because I love you and I hope that you're okay I hope you're okay like and honestly like what is a better sentiment to like tell anyone in your life like I love you and yeah. I hope you're okay that's all I really need from people you know <laughs> it's yeah. just like just them like, to say I hope that you're to me. okay yeah so true especially because like we don't know how to fix the traumas in our life we don't know how to like no. really help each other but like yeah you you know, know, sometimes you just need someone to be like I hope you're okay and it's like pinks man like i'm doing it and i love you too you know it's just so good also this is like a weird
2: side note but she says eyes of salt and i like literally cannot picture what that would look like and i want to so badly
1: is it maybe because salt is white i thought that that meant crying but now i'm wondering if it's like (gasps) tears in your eyes
2: like i thought it was that blue is eyes. so true okay but yeah it's eyes, eyes of, of salt, salt so it's probably he it's probably not has, the like, color
1: tears in his eyes ah,
2: that's so poetic mm-hmm. okay thank you that makes more sense i was trying to imagine the picture like the color of salt yeah. in someone's eyes
1: i was like oh that probably means blue and then and, and i finally like paused and i'm like why do i think that means blue <laughs> like that <laughs> <Yeah>. probably means <laughs> crying no same there's so many things with her lyrics
2: like that where it's like wait what is that what does that mean and then you think about it longer like oh whoa oh, like that was yeah. so good yeah thank you no that's so poetic good song good album a good album
1: now that we've gone through Such a track a by album. track on oh, I know. it's so good without referencing <laughs> i loved like your instagram caption where you're like on the sad days, we listen to Taylor Swift, and on the mad days, mad days, we listen to Olivia Rodrigo. Because I was like, that is a perfect yep. way to sum up both artists. <laughs> yep.
2: No, I like. I mean, I announced it, so I guess podcast listeners. I'm going through a divorce right now. So yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I like captioned the day the album came out because it was just like, yeah, this is exactly how I feel. Like sad days you listen to Taylor Swift, mad days you listen to Olivia Rodrigo, and then the rest of them you I think I said blast old 80s songs. So yeah. It was a very good No, caption. it's perfect. It's, like, mad love songs, sad love songs. Sad love songs.
1: songs. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> and I feel like we needed more mad love songs out there in the world, and I'm happy that they're there.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Anything that I can feel angry to is just great.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because, no, honestly, sometimes
2: Taylor Swift is too sad for me right now.
1: It's, like, yeah, can't do that. She doesn't have tons of... Too sad. ...mad stuff. Like, all too well, no. that's just too sad sometimes. It's so sad. That one's a really sad love song. I know. That one's just too much sometimes. Or like Folklore and Evermore. Like sometimes it's like, oh, that's just going to be a little heavy for me right now. Yeah. Like My Tears Ricochet. Oh my gosh. Don't need it right now, but thank you that it exists. (laughs) Like I'll go back later. Thank you very much.
2: (laughs) So yeah, like it was just very needed for this time in my life to be able to like call back to that teenage angst and be uh-huh. like yeah <laughs>
1: exactly how i feel i'm angry so, so good I-,
2: I can't wait to see what she does next
1: i know i am an oddly olivia rodrigo stan i, I dare so say. true
2: and i'm not even embarrassed about it no
1: nope. i will be a 23 year old who is blasting these songs like i was 17 yesterday i uh, like the weekend that it came out i went on a walk with my husband, because that's my favorite thing to do, is to go on walks. Um, and I was mm-hmm. wearing like a sweatshirt that I got my senior year of high school that says "R.I.P. Hannah Montana." Which <laughs> I remember that. I love that sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I found it recently, and now it's you know it's made the rounds back into my wardrobe. Anyways, but I was like Jordan, I have been listening to Olivia Rodrigo, and now I'm wearing this sweatshirt like I'm 17 in my brain right now. Like that's just <laughs> what's happening to me, I guess. <laughs> Also, I will say her merch
2: also looks incredible.
1: Oh, I and know. And her music
2: videos so far have been amazing. So I think she's just got a really great team going on. and Just like a solid future. Yeah, I think she's got a long career ahead of her.
1: I'm not always tempted to buy like artist merch, but I'm not going to lie that I was pretty tempted. Yeah, they're, it's very well done.
2: It doesn't look like regular merch. uh uh-uh did a good job with that one. <laughs> but yeah, if she does not get best new artist oh at the my Grammys gosh. this year, then she'll be robbed because we all know she already deserves it. We're only a couple months into this year and it's hers.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm just like looking on her merch site now. There's one that's like a purple kind of vintage wash that says just I want it to be like messy now i'm like okay oh, when that's I back that. i i kind of need that actually she
2: did and so it's- good because a lot of the time like i have so many pet peeves with artist merch where they just like slap oh. their album cover on the front and yeah. that's it hers is actually like creative
1: and the, they're um, like that t-shirt's only 32 dollars like that's pretty cheap for yeah, artist merch
2: and reasonably priced yeah and i love the cassette tape oh i know she also has a lot of like sociopath shirts which i think are really funny I
1: think that's so awesome
2: Oh, man, I really want that. I want it to be, like, messy. I do, too.
1: Ah, I want it to come back. I'm going to buy it if it does.
2: Anyway, I think we're kind of going to get a little bit more, like, punk rock-ish from Olivia, and I'm all for it. I think it's been way too long since we've kind of had, like, punk pop rock music. I like, I know, I'm down for that to come back. Also, (laughs) this is, like, some shade going Taylor Swift's way, so don't hate me. But I thought it was really funny that someone tweeted that one thing Olivia didn't learn from Taylor Swift is how to release good singles.
1: Oh my gosh, I saw that. <laughs> I died and true that.
2: <laughs> because a lot of Taylor Swift's singles aren't it. Like,
1: why did you choose that one?
2: Yeah, and I when feel like that's like- the eternal debate with a lot of fans is they're like, that's not the one that should have been the single. But with Olivia Rodrigo, I think she hit it on the head. Like the ones that were the singles... And, like, the order that they were the singles. Yeah. Like, she did it right. Really well. Like, it fits perfectly. So, yeah. Anyway, that was funny.
1: I thought that. That was so funny.
2: Also, like, a little last note on all of it. There's a ton of people mixing her music with other songs, specifically Taylor Swift and a lot of others. And a lot of them are really good. But I do kind of feel bad for Olivia that a lot of people aren't letting her music just stand on its own. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about it, but there's a really, really good mix of Cruel Summer and Deja
1: Vu Oh, it's so good. Also, Misery Business and Good For You. Yeah, I know. That one's also so good. But
2: I also think maybe it's, like, a testament of how good her music is, is that you can mix it with a lot of iconic songs, and it, like, fits really well and makes them better.
1: Like, I feel like Taylor Swift and Paramore are, like, icons, so it's, like, if she's already being put up to their level... With her first couple debut songs? It bodes very it's so well. good. However, I do feel a little bad for her.
2: <laughs> but it's okay. I also think it's really funny. She tweeted out at one point, people were getting mad at her for only writing ba- breakup songs.
1: Which is like, it's literally her debut album.
2: She turned out, she's like, what do people want me to write about? Taxes? <laughs> I know. So that was really funny. So I think she has a very good sense of humor about all of it. And she's just kind of enjoying what's happening. But yeah, go support Olivia. Let's go like support, support a new female artist out there on the scene. And like, a lot of comparison going her way.
1: But like, let's, let's like learn love. our lesson. Like, let's not trash her for the song she's writing. Let's not, you know, like we've learned our lesson. We, threw women, through the tabloids, through the ringer in the past, let's just like appreciate what she does for us and enjoy the music yeah and
2: she's making quite a statement like Spotify Daily Data just tweeted that the biggest female daily streams on Spotify in 2021 so far um, Taylor Swift's at 72 million with Olivia Rodrigo behind her at 65.5 million wow and then Olivia Rodrigo holds number 3, 4 and 5 and Taylor Swift holds 6 through 10 so she's Getting up there,
1: like people are listening a lot, and wow. I don't think Taylor Swift needs to be worried. But like, no. um Well, especially I mean, like, <laughs> like Taylor Swift said, like yeah. she just put out her ninth album. Like she's definitely she's, she's good. Yeah, yeah. And I don't
2: think like bigger stars need to be threatened in any way because it doesn't work like that. We just absorb more new music, right? Yeah,
1: like let's just make right. more room at the table. Exactly. But I
2: am very happy for her with like how young she is and how new her music is to be like making this much of an impact because I think she's going to have a very long and like very happy career.
1: Hope you all enjoyed our little analysis. And fangirling over Olivia Rodrigo. Um, If you guys are fans I'd like to hear your favorite songs your thoughts on the album. Oh please if you're not fans go become fans so (laughs)
2: yeah go listen like even if you're like oh I'm sick and tired of hearing snippets of the songs everywhere like go give it a shot
1: like Like, it really is a
2: phenomenal album. Yeah because there's not like a single song on there that I hate or even like dislike slightly or I'm not like that interested in like I think all of them are really well done so and like I told Sadie it's the first time I've ever finished an album and went wait where's the rest of it
1: I know (laughs) like I want more (laughs) yeah it felt way too short so go give it a shot and also thanks for giving us a shot and listening yeah hope you stick around hope to see you back next week we'll be talking about a new lesser known or forgotten woman artist of the past yep and we love you thanks for being here
2: yeah we love you and we're hopefully we hope that you're okay
1: we (laughs) hope we do we do love you and we hope you're okay that's it bye bye (laughs) now that i'm crying
0: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.